Hey guys, and welcome to the Breathe Out Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Smurl. Our mission is to serve our clients, coworkers, and community. Our goal is to inspire you by sharing all the things we've learned and keep on learning about leadership, culture, safety, and wellness. We hope our message today brings impact and value to our listeners. So let's get started. All right, welcome to part two of getting to know Kelly Niemeyer. Woo! <laughs> um, Kelly uh, was on our podcast last week or a couple weeks ago talking about servant leadership to our entire organization. So once a quarter, we all come together and have a servant leader uh, speaker, special guest speaker come in. And this quarter, it was Kelly. So welcome to the show, Kelly. Oh, it's such an honor. Thank you for having me speak to your people and trusting me with that. And now I get to do a podcast. I know, it's right? It's my first one. We're kind of like low-key <laughs> low celebrities right now. We don't have anybody that listens to the podcast, but that's okay. You know, That's okay. We've got to start somewhere, right? We at least have these Spies. cool mics in front of us yeah, and we can right. pretend. Um, we'll pretend we're as great as John Maxwell. That's right. So speaking of John Maxwell... Um, there's a book that just came out recently, mm -hmm. well, this year by John Maxwell called Change, Change Your World. And we didn't get into this, or you didn't get into this in the, mm -hmm. in the leadership training. But you talked about this at church the other day, and it's something that's been heavy on my heart, too. Mm -hmm. So why don't you share a little bit about what Change Your World means to you? Well, I, ha I have to be honest. I have not finished the book, but I've started it, and um, it is blowing my mind. I mean, I just... It is, I thought I knew everything. No, I really didn't. I've realized through leadership that the more that I grow, the more that I don't know anything mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like I crave more and I'm always finding areas of my life that I need to improve more just to become a better version of myself. So change your world means so much to me because I'm the personality type that if the picture's too big, I'm overwhelmed and I'll do nothing because mm. I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has always been my mental block. And for example, in my house, I have junk drawers, which are awful. My husband hates them, but it's my way of the whole house not being disorganized. Just like hide I can, it all in one spot. Yes, I just hide. <laughs> and just, it's just like one junk drawer and one junk, junk closet. I've got it down to two, so I've grown a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my drawers and closets are organized, but I have one junk drawer, one closet that's disorganized and I'm okay with it. it's okay I'm okay with that mm -hmm. but there's times when like my personal closet in my home is so, such a wreck that I don't even know what I have to wear mm -hmm. and I'm so overwhelmed that I just want to go shopping and buy a new outfit and I'm like okay this is not okay it's time to stop and clean it out so just but that's what I love believe it or not I'm going to bring this home this is what I love about change your world because the term change the world or be a world I've heard that my whole life I'm mm -hmm. a pastor's kid you know, I went to Oral Roberts University. I've heard every great motivational speaker that there is, including John Maxwell. Our friend <laughs> he's John my Maxwell. He's my, he's my best friend, my favorite. Um, but it was always a hype session. I'm going to take you to Disney World. Mm -hmm. Let's get all excited. Fairy dust everywhere. And you leave so inspired. I, you know, I want to change the world, change the world. And I'm like, wait, how do I do that? I, mm -hmm. I, I can't do that. I don't know. Who am I to do that? I can't do that. And then I do nothing. Because I can't do everything. Mm -hmm. But change your world. He used the word your instead of the. And just the even simple swapping out of a word. Change your world. I realized that I can do that. I can do this. 
-hmm. So I began just from reading a little bit of it. I began breaking my world down into sections because I I call it hats. I have several hats I wear. So I've got pastor, Mm -hmm. but even in thinking of changing the entire church, I can't do that. That's too overwhelming. I get, I have a burden of that. And when I see someone fail or someone not be successful, I take it upon myself. I'm like, that's wrong. So my world in my church is my small group. Mm. So I've got six women. You're in that I'm group. I'm glad I'm in that group. And I can check, I can, I can influence them. Mm-hmm. That was almost a relief. I can do that. Then I've got my children. I've got six kids and really five, but I got a bonus son-in-law and he really is like my son. Um, that's a whole nother thing that I could really encourage people with when their kids start marrying. There's this fear that you're going to lose them and mm-hmm. they're not under my control anymore. So especially your daughters, you know, I know you have boys, but I have three boys too, but um, I remember the Lord telling me whenever they asked, like, I'm chasing squirrels. You're going to have to stay with me here. <laughs> Heather keeps me on track. Um, when the pastor said, who gives this bride away? And I thought to myself, I do not want to give her away. I don't want to give her to this man. <laughs> and the Lord told me, if you will give her away, you will gain a son. Mm, in other good. words, don't try to control them or their decisions in life. And I did. And I've truly, it's been almost two years. I've gained a son. Awesome. I mean, he is like he calls me mom, Heather. Oh, that's my cute. heart melts every time, and he loves his mom too. I mean, there's enough wor- there's enough in the world for two moms. So, just that. Um, where was I going? You have to drive me back to my point here. Changing your family, changing world. <laughs> so, so I made it a point. I've got six kids. I can change their world. Mm-hmm. I can make the world a better place for them and bring them along for the way. I can influence them. Yep. You know, and another thing in that book, change your world. I'm going to really apply it to my family more and be intentional about it. They talk about transformation tables. That's something totally different. Yeah. You know, I do that in our small group, Heather, but why mm-hmm. have I never done that with my family? Mm-hmm. Sit around the table and talk about core values and what do we love and what have we learned in life, right? And then I've got my students. I'm a teacher two days a week. So I have 32 high school students um, that I have for 16 hours a week. That's a gift. Like, I don't have a traditional classroom where they have new students come in every 45 minutes. Right. I have them. Well, not really eight hours. I think it's um, it's eight to two. and But I have that two days a week, and, and I have them. Like, I can influence. I only have this exact group for one school year, hmm. nine months, and they're gone. Have I really influenced them mm-hmm. to be better people in this world, right? I can influence them. And then, of course, I have my, um, my husband. And... I really set it all backwards because I put him first. Right. And when I put him first, everything else falls into place. It used to be the last thing. And then I realized marriages aren't, the stats on marriages aren't so great right now. No, they're so not. if I'm going to be, if I'm going to win in this, then I'm going to, I'm going to do this first. So I can influence him mm-hmm. and bring these core values into our marriage. And it's been a game changer. So this book saying change my world I can influence the people in my world. Mm -hmm. And if we all think about it, the bigger picture, if we all did that, the world would be a better place, right? It would be a better place. And that's, I mean, when we get back to servant leadership, that's Mm -hmm. really what leadership is influence. Mm -hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. And our good friend John Maxwell says that as well. And he also says that everything rises and falls on leadership. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think that, we can twist the word influence mm-hmm. and make it a control thing, um, you know, mm-hmm. and we can make leadership a control thing. Right. Um, and servant leadership 
it's about letting go of the control. Yeah, servant right? leadership's not really fair because we have to do all the serving and and we don't get all the, we don't the, get all the pride of and the accolade. Yeah, the glory. Like I want the glory, Heather. Why does why do why does our instinct want that? Like that is the world system. Like mm-hmm. you climb the ladder and you do everything you can to promote yourself and who cares about everyone else, right? Well, and I think that's even that change your world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes back to we think that influence is how many Instagram followers right. we have, how many um, Facebook friends we mm-hmm. have, you know, um, basically what our social media influences. Right. Or, you know, I don't mm-hmm. have a giant company or a mega church, mm-hmm. so I don't have the influence that other people have. Right. But I think, I truly believe that influence is. Mm-hmm inspiring um and showing love to people mm-hmm. you know the lead with love it all goes back to if we do that for just one person mm-hmm. that one person could be a world changer mm-hmm. um and i don't think about the one person that influenced john maxwell or the one person that influenced walt disney or the yes. one person i mean yeah that you could be influencing a world changer Yes. And those transformational mm-hmm. um, moments, you know, mm-hmm. where words spoken over you or um, a person in your life that actually um, gives you the inspiration mm-hmm. and the influence to change absolutely your own situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so we talk about servant leadership as one of our core values, and mm-hmm. it's a huge value of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we believe that leadership is developed, practiced, learned. It's definitely not a natural trait. Mm. You know, I've always said I was... It's uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. (laughs) I've always said I am naturally bossy. I'm naturally take charge. I'm naturally controlling, Mm -hmm. um, highly assertive, strong-willed. Well, unfortunately, those are the characteristics of a leader. Yeah. Like if you got a strong world, a strong headed child, they're going to be a great leader. Yeah. But the, your greatest gifts also lie in your, in your weaknesses mm-hmm. or the not so good sides of you. The not so yeah. good sides of you. It's kind of like the Enneagram, the good part and the bad part. Yep. I don't <laughs> want to read the bad part, Heather. <laughs> yeah. The bad part of mine is not pretty. <laughs> so you're a seven. I'm an equal eight and seven. Mm-hmm. And that eight side, the bad side of the eight, ooh. You know, it is not a pretty person. Um, But that's really that intentional Mm -hmm. switch of if everything is about control Mm -hmm. and, you know, um, pushing people and being that driver that all they care about is Mm -hmm. the bottom line. It's very short-sighted, but it's the natural instinct of every leader. And that's going to come out. Whether or not you're a servant leader or a selfish leader, it's going to come out in what your goal is, your bottom line. So if your bottom line is profit, Mm -hmm. then you're going to trample over people to get that. Mm -hmm. But if your bottom line is investing in people and soul care, then by default, your profit level is going to come up. It's been proven in companies over and over and over. It's Mm -hmm. unexplainable, but it's truth. Mm -hmm. So just investing in people and pushing people forward then it makes, well, I guess it, it's, it is explainable. They, someone that's invested in and feels self-worth and love 
they they have a desire to work for you and make your company better. It's yeah, just it default. Multiplies. But it's like, what is your objective? Is it people mm-hmm. or is it profit? Mm-hmm. And so when people are your objective, then you're going to win every time. And you're, you're not only that, but you're, you're investing in leaders. You're creating more leaders that are going to change mm-hmm. the world mm-hmm. by just changing your world. I mean, it's, you know, whether you're a believer or not, it's Matthew six thirty three is my favorite scripture in the Bible. And I used to think it was something total different. And it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added. And it comes right, you have to read scripture in context. It comes right after a whole scripture that says, don't worry about what you're going to eat or drink tomorrow. Like if God takes care of the lilies of the field, he cares for you way much, way more. So of course he's going to take care of you. So it's all about our personal anxieties and needs. He literally says, don't be anxious about anything. Just come and ask me for it and mm-hmm. thank, thank, be, grat- be, be grateful. Thank God for everything you have. Then all these things are going to happen. But right after that, it says, seek first the kingdom of God. So what is a king? A kingdom is a realm in which someone's will is for fulfilled. Okay. So in the kingdom of high point insurance, the will to be fulfilled is the vision that you and Brandon have put forth. Mm-hmm. Like we have established this culture you know, there's certain guidelines you need to, you need to work and hit this guideline and this guideline and this guideline, or you're probably not a good fit for the company. And it happens everywhere. Right. It's a culture. There's a culture everywhere you go, good or bad. Mm-hmm. So if you're not intentional about the culture, it's going to create itself. Right. Good or bad. Okay. Um, I remember I told you before I have five kids. I remember when our oldest daughter was a cheerleader in high school and she, we always had kids come and spend the night with us. We never let our kids go spend the night with others. It was very rare. Sometimes they did. And it was because of culture. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it then, but we didn't want someone else's culture influencing our kids. But with that being said, it was never a no. School mm-hmm. night didn't matter. Everybody's welcome at the Niemeyer home. So that's the kind of the juggle that comes with it. So we always had teenagers in our home, good or bad. We had them all. And we, I decided to love them. So I had one come in and, and Zoe asked if her friend on the cheer squad could spend the night. And I told her, yes, but clean your room first. Like that's embarrassing. We're right. Let people messy come. Bedroom. Yeah. And I think every teenager has a messy bedroom. So, um, lo and behold, she forgot to clean her bedroom. So they come home from school, you know, they're driving They come up from school, go all the way up the stairs. And I knew her room wasn't clean. I thought, okay, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to wait for the right opportunity. I don't want to embarrass her in front of her friend, but you know, I, we'll figure this out somehow. So it wasn't 10 minutes later when they came downstairs and, hey, we, we're going to go to the movies. We're going to meet some friends. And I said, um, no, you're not. And they both looked at me like, what? <laughs> I said, um, Zoe, you were supposed to clean your room. It's an agreement we had and your room's not clean. So you're not going to the movies until it's clean. So I didn't ground her. I didn't make her friend leave. I just said, you're not going to the movies until it's cleaned. Well, they were already late to the movies. So this was a big problem, especially for her little friend. And her little friend like snapped her fingers at me and said, your daughter is like the perfect goody tissues and you, all you care about is a clean room. Like other kids are on drugs. You should be grateful. And that's how she's talking to me. <laughs> and I literally looked at her and I said, okay, princess, I don't know which kingdom you're living in, but in this house, this is my kingdom. I'm the queen of this house. And you are welcome to walk upstairs and help Zoe clean her room so you can get to the movies faster or you can go to the movies by yourself. It doesn't matter to me. You're welcome here. But in my kingdom, you're going to follow my rules. Mm-hmm. And she just looked at me. And they just walked upstairs, cleaned the room, came back down. And, you know, she became 
one of the girls that was at our house all the time. She's she, we we established a relationship after that, and she was just used to in her home and her kingdom she ruled. Being sassy. It was her way. Yeah. So a kingdom is just someone's will being accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. Through love, but their will being accomplished. So seeking first, the kingdom is not heaven. I used to think it was heaven. Oh, I'm going to seek heaven. Heaven's my goal, you know? <laughs> it's like, no, it's like, what is God's way of doing things? It's leading with love. Mm-hmm. God's, God's way of doing things is people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just love believers. God, you know, in fact, Heather, God doesn't look down from heaven and see believers and non-believers. He sees people mm-hmm. and he loves everyone. They're all, we're all God's children. He sees lost and found. That's what he sees. Wow. We've got some that are lost, some that are found, has nothing to do with salvation. Hmm. There's a lot of lost That's people so out there, good. right? And so he's in the business of loving people because when you love people, mm-hmm. they find themselves, they find their self-worth and who they are. And then they produce that in other people. It's a domino effect. So when you seek first people, when you, which is God's way of doing things, and as righteousness, that's easy. Righteousness is a free gift. Mm-hmm. It's nothing I can do to earn it. I just surrender my free will to him. Done. Mm-hmm. And then it says all these things will be added. Everything that he was talking about before that, food, clothing, houses, all the good things on this side of the world will be added to you. Mm-hmm. So let's don't make those things our goal. Don't make money your goal. Don't make success your goal. Those are all great things. That will be added by default if we will just push people forward. And that's what I love about your company. You are investing in people. Mm-hmm. So That's so good. Makes me think about, um, I always said I was never motivated by money mm-hmm. um, from the t- time I started in business. Um, that I wanted to build a company that people wanted to come to work at. And it was um, everybody, <clears throat> you know, got along with each other and wanted mm-hmm. to, to work hard for something bigger than themselves and to have, you know, impact. And I used to think it was just the impact that we had on our clients and doing Mm -hmm. a great job for our clients. And when we were smaller, you know, that's what I thought it was all about. But as we've grown, it's, you know, our clients are important, but Mm -hmm. it's the impact that we've had on each other and then our families Mm -hmm. and our spouses and, you know, marriages that have been saved Mm -hmm. um, repeatedly because so of tools that we've learned business-wise mm-hmm. on how to communicate with each other. How to treat others. Yes, right? how to treat yeah. each other. You know, doing these values-based mm-hmm. core values, our core beliefs, um, mm-hmm. the collaborative way, the way we talk about, you know, how we communicate with each other. They gave us the tools to be mm-hmm. better leaders, to create more influence, and so to have better relationships with our children and better relationships mm-hmm. with our um, spouses and so forth. And... It all came from first recognizing that Mm -hmm. this isn't normal. This isn't natural. It's intentional. Like good leadership, servant leadership is actually intentionally Mm -hmm. pursuing discomfort. That's so good. Right? Mm -hmm. Getting into the things that are uncomfortable. And I think you talked about it in, in Mm -hmm. in your talk was... You know, sometimes people think pursuit is comfort is I'm just going to go work out hard or I'm just mm-hmm. going to run a marathon or, I, you know, they, they, they kind of take the physical aspect of it. And mm-hmm. I do a lot of comparisons to physical right. because I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. But it really is like, hey, why do I have this feeling of anxiety? Why mm-hmm. do I have this feeling of, um, you know, why am I mad at this person? Mm-hmm. Why am I frustrated with this situation? Why do I think my boss sucks? You know, yeah. and it's leaning into that yes and 
going inside to figure out what is it that's causing me to feel this way. Mm -hmm. And then working on that. Yes. You know, and I think that we forget that so mm -hmm. many times. But the, the leading with love is, mm -hmm. you know, you said it another way was I always say, you know, always lead with love. And you said, let love, let lead. love lead. Right? Yeah. Um, and that in every decision you make, it's about love. Yeah. And so that's actually our word. That's your word for the year. It's mm -hmm. my word for yeah. the year. It's the church's word for the year. Yeah. Um, and we did a, a book study recently in our small group mm -hmm. called um, – Love, Love does. does. Yep. Um, Crazy man. He's also our best friend, Bob Goth. Bob Goth, our <laughs> other best friend. Um, but I think that <clears throat> is, he tells story after story of how how to really love. Yeah, it's crazy. Huh? His stories are unbelievable, but it's because he made the choice to mm -hmm. love in all those situations. Like he was intentional. Mm -hmm. Like one of the ones that stood out to me the most was a chapter where um, he talks about having a lake house and he would see the same people, you know, people are creatures of habit. So they would walk past his house. There's a sidewalk outside his gate and they'd always wave at him and his wife. And, and this one stopped one day and waved at him and he sensed that he wanted to talk to him. So he went to the fence and, and he just asked permission. Hey, I'm about to, I'm in love. I'm about to propose. Can I propose in your backyard? Mm -hmm. Right, because it's so beautiful, and um, you know, on in default, I would have probably said, "I don't have time for Who this." Are you? I don't <laughs> know you. You're gonna pay me. I mean, these are all in, like selfish thoughts of mm -hmm. how's this gonna benefit me and my family, and you know, I really don't have time for this because I'm busy. Bob Goff is busy. Yeah, he speaks all over the world. He probably could have said, by default, you know, I don't really have time, but he was intentional about love leading. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, he engaged with a complete stranger and said yes. And I think his whole chapter was about making, saying more yeses than no's mm -hmm. when love is leading, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. not, not all the time. I mean, you know, you use your discernment, but in this situation, it's going to, what was it going to take five minutes for mm -hmm. a proposal in your backyard? Mm -hmm. But then he went out of the way to make it more special and invited, invited Just got dinner. Bigger, like bigger, I'm going to serve you. Yeah. We're going to have dinner after your proposal. He just thought, because what he did is he, he treated him the way he wanted to be treated. If I were mm -hmm. proposing, he calls his wife, sweet Maria. If I were proposing to sweet Maria, how would I want this to look? I would want dinner. Mm -hmm. I want to propose and have dinner. And then mm -hmm. it evolved as you know, into this boat ride on his, on his boat, which mm -hmm. is crazy, mm -hmm. but all because he let love lead. And it made me more want to be desire to be more intentional about letting love lead my life. You know, mm -hmm. So that all goes back to the golden rule, which mm -hmm. is a big, you know, everybody knows the golden rule. Mm -hmm. um, I think everybody desires to live by it. I really do, for the most part. 100%. Um, have you heard <clears throat> me talk about the platinum rule? No. So the platinum rule to me is to treat others the way they would want to be treated. And so it goes even oh, that's deeper. Even another level. Yeah, yeah, a whole other level. So it's one thing for me to say, I want you to treat me the way I would want to be mm -hmm. treated. But reality is that everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's motivated differently. Everybody is wired differently. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I can treat people the way they want to be treated is to listen to understand. Yeah. Right? So going back to the core value of listen to understand. Love what they love. Love what they love. Um, embrace who they are, mm -hmm. right? 
and um, so good. Get to know mm-hmm. them, you know, and that's you know we la- we talk about the enneagram and mm-hmm. we use all sorts of different personality profiles around here. All these tests and all these. Tests. You get exhausted from all the tests. I do, and I got a new one. It's fantastic, but we'll have that another podcast. Heather, don't let me take another test. Oh, this one's so good. Um, but the reason I do that mm-hmm. is because it helps me understand the person. Yeah. Right. The reason we have everybody do the the ninety ninety analyzer mm-hmm. and evaluate themselves and, and give it to me, or we do employee surveys, or the reason why I sit down with every employee once a year mm-hmm. and ask them, you know, what are we doing good, what are we doing bad, and what could we change? Mm-hmm. And if you had a magic wand, what would you do here? Is because if I know mm-hmm. them, then I know how to serve them. Mm-hmm. I know how to treat them the way they would want to be right. treated. Right. That's so good. Um, so don't always get it right. I, I, like I usually get it wrong. Platinum roll. The platinum roll. What's better than gold? Platinum. platinum. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves us a platinum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was something I learned a long time ago because, mm-hmm. you know, um, just because I'm wired one way mm-hmm. doesn't mean that everybody is. That's so true. There, You, you know, know, there was a, uh, going back to another book, because um, leaders read. Leaders Have you heard readers? That? Leaders oh, yeah. are readers. Um, uh, now I say leaders are listeners because I, I like Audible. I discovered <laughs> Audible. It's wonderful. It Did you know is. you can listen to Audible on 1.5 and yes. read it faster? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying I retain it all, but I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. But um, it's called the Five Love Languages, and it mm-hmm. has been a game changer for me because I always love people the way that I want to be loved. So embarrassingly so, my love language is gifts given, and mm-hmm. I admitted to the whole church. I don't know. I even plan that. I'm like it's on your I birthday. Week. I told everybody <laughs> that I'm just getting. What was I thinking? You talk about self-destructive. When I sat down, I'm like, "What did you just say? Oh my gosh!" But anyway, it's transparency. Um, it is transparent. That's what I am. Good. So that is one of my love languages. But it doesn't mean I need this expensive gift. I mean, if you were to bring me a sticky note yep. and stick it on my hand, that is like you won't. You don't even know what that does for me. It's like, oh my god. I'm so loved right now. And it's so dumb, you know, it was mm-hmm. a sticky note or, mm-hmm. or, you know, a text message, anything that's considered a gift is like, you know, a Starbucks coffee. I don't know. It's just the little things. And I didn't realize about myself. So it was on default before I read the five love languages and study them. I would give, I'm a gift giver. Mm-hmm. I give away a lot of gifts. Cause I'm like, Oh, they're going to feel so loved. And then some people don't. And then I get my feelings hurt. Mm-hmm. I, didn't even lo- I didn't even like it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could not like what I like, you know? <laughs> and so, um, so I realized that no, everybody feels love differently. Like my yeah. husband, it's time spent mm-hmm. quality time. It's mm-hmm. his love language game changer in our marriage because I would give him little gifts and he didn't really act like he cared. And, and, um, and then I realized that whenever he says something like, Hey, will you jump in the car with me? And, and sit with me during Cannon's soccer practice. I'm like, no, why would I want to do that? You know, like I have so many things I need to do, but I realized that that's his love language. Mm-hmm. So now when I'm more intentional about, sure, you know, when it's an hour of my day, I mean, let's do it. He feels so loved by that. So I love the platinum rule to treat others the way they want to be treated, mm-hmm. right? That's good. No, it's really good. And being intentional about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, you know, even in a company, um, from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. you can start to pick up on what employees are motivated by yeah. or what they, you know, what inspires them. If you listen. If you listen. Mm-hmm. 
um, if you use the, the five languages. So there's mm-hmm. the five languages for business. We actually did a podcast really? on it. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. That's awesome. Um, he wrote one for business. Mm-hmm. Um, we joked about the physical touch. I asked Jackie if it was okay to slap someone in the butt, and she said no. <laughs> but Definitely not. <laughs> HR would not approve. I was like, what can you do on physical touch in the business world? Mm-hmm. Um, high fives. That was, you know. Yeah. But – or even a pat on the shoulder, like it's going to be okay. Yeah, no, I mean, for there, sure. There is so much healing that ta- soul healing that takes place. It's been proven by psychologists. Mm. So much soul healing when you just touch someone. Wow. I mean, just on the on the back of the head, on the back of that, you know, like not inappropriately, but just physical touch is so healing. Mm-hmm. So, and I think you can start to see that mm-hmm. in your employees. You know, absolutely when you do that. So we're in a season right now where. Um, I don't get to touch every employee mm-hmm. anymore. It's been a hard. COVID. <laughs> well, not even COVID, but we're growing like crazy. Right? Oh, okay. So you're, and yeah, you so have more people. More one people of the things you talked yeah. about was, you know, leaders pull more leaders out. Mm-hmm. And that has been one of the most intentional things for me this year mm-hmm. is how do I pull out leaders? Mm-hmm. You know, because it is such a critical component mm-hmm. to, to growing our company. Right. Because it's easier just to do it myself. You know? Yeah. Just do it yourself. So much the other way. To do it ourselves. Yeah. Um, get out of my way. Let mm-hmm. me do it. I can do it 10 times faster. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like, it's very much a slow down approach. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's not investing in people when you do that. No. That very quickly you'll see that I'm a selfish leader when you do that. Mm-hmm. Your intentions are good. You're like, oh, I don't want to bother them and I can get it done faster. Mm-hmm. So it's not intentions. It's, motivation Mm. am I motivated by investing in people so if you keep that as your needle it doesn't matter if this person doesn't make a profit I mean eventually they need to but I'm gonna give them a grace period I'm just gonna invest in this person that's so good I mean if you make that your goal then Mm -hmm. all these things are added I mean look at this place high point insurance is a testimony to that it works Mm mm-hmm the company that I share an office with, Heather? Not so much. <laughs> I shouldn't say. I hope they don't listen to this. But no, they're, they're not. Um, no. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even the fact that you would build a physical building that's so warm and welcome and makes you feel like royalty. Everything's done with excellence in here. You feel like royalty working here. Mm-hmm. Self-worth and what you believe about yourself is what produces good behavior. Oh, that's good. And actions and the desire to push this company forward, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what you investing in people is, I mean, it's the bottom line. If we all made that our priority, you know? But it takes time. It takes time. You know, I even in my students, I switched for, and I told parents that I have switched my objective is not for them to make the highest grades. Mm-hmm. Everybody gasp right now. Now let's get past that. My intention and my goal is to invest in their soul. That's so good. I want to invest in these people. I want to create leaders. And, I mean, the parents are blown away. Mm-hmm. And it also shifts the 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 um, measuring tool for them also. is not what's on their report card, but how are they coming home as a human? That's what are they good. doing in their lives? What's changing in their lives? And the grades reflect that. Always. <laughs> the grades Always. reflect the, the fruit. It's going to be there. You know, they talk about, like, how much more profitable a business is Mm -hmm. 
just by employee engagement mm-hmm. and employees being invested. Yeah. And if you care about your employees, then they will be invested. And For it's sure. just, it's this constant cycle, you mm-hmm. know. Um, I think it's important that, you know, as you start to grow in leadership, mm-hmm. because, um, again, leadership's learned. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the words you used was, um, Whatever you consume, you'll crave mm-hmm. more of it. I love that. Whatever you consume, you'll crave more of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I started to realize that leadership was something you could consume, mm-hmm. like I have no idea. I hadn't either. And I have been in business for a long, long time. I have read a lot of books, mm-hmm. but I did not know that leadership was a journey Yeah, and that learning leadership and mm-hmm. learning to lead and learning how to lead with love, mm-hmm. um, was such a, a discipline, yes. so to speak. And, but there was so much content out there and mm-hmm. so many great people to learn from, like our friend John Maxwell. <laughs> um, but it's, it's important that I think up and coming leaders. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have, we're getting old, Kelly. I hate to break it to us, but <laughs> you know, you have a grandkid on the way. I know. I can't crazy. believe it. Um, hopefully I won't for a while because <laughs> none of my kids are married. It's coming. It's coming. Um, but you know, Brandon and I, we actually had our anniversary the other night and I said, well, we've been married 12 years. I said, well, what do you, what do you want to, where do you want to see us in the next 12 years? You know, and he's mm-hmm. talking about vacations and traveling mm-hmm. and less work and I said do you realize in 12 years our kids are going to be married we might be grandparents it's crazy isn't um, it? like we're going to have probably three weddings and then mm-hmm. I'm like this is craziness what we're going through mm-hmm. um but we've had a lot of life to learn and skin mm-hmm. our knees and um you know discover these things right. and younger generations you know they haven't mm-hmm. but they have all this information that they're Right, at the fingertips. At the fingertips yeah. that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't even know it existed. Um, but I think that when you start growing in leadership, so let's mm-hmm. say you're, you know, a frontline worker, and then you become like a little bit of a supervisor, mm-hmm. and then the next right. step up. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest fears always having has been historically having middle management because mm-hmm. I've I hate the word management. I hate the word middle management. Mm-hmm. I always felt like. Those are the people that ruin a company, mm-hmm. right? Um, because they don't really know what to do with the right. decision-making power that they've now been given. Mm-hmm. But if the mindset shifts from, I'm here to serve, mm-hmm. and I'm here to pull other leaders out, up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You're pulling them up the pipeline. And, and their job is to continue to pull up. Yes. And right. so who are we to think, I'm going to burst your bubble for a minute, Heather. No, I don't. Who are we to think that, only we can do what we do. 100%. Like, yep. if they don't have access to me, they're not going to be great, and my company's going to crumble. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I heard someone say this, and I thought, this is brilliant. A man or woman who has to have their hand on everything only owns two things. So think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. That's the, lead, the lid yep. of your company right there. Yep. So when you pull leaders up the pipeline, what you then do is only invest in them. Mm-hmm. Spend all your time investing in them. Uh, up until this point, you've been investing in the whole company. Well, mm-hmm. your your um, company's going to another level. Right. Whether you want it to or not, or whether you're, I mean, oh, it's, it's uncomfortable. Going. It's yep. uncomfortable getting through that, but it's going to another level. So 
what you're doing is by pull, don't look at it as middle management. Pull, think of it as pulling leaders up the pipeline. Yep. And you're creating other Heathers and Brandons that have your heart for people mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. and then business second, right? Mm-hmm. And so if that's your focus and, and if someone gets off of that, then you just correct it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go under them to the people under them and that's not us. That's not, they're not reflecting who we are. No, you just continue to invest in that person or remove them. Mm-hmm. That, that is hard. There's going to be hard phases being pulling up leaders, you know, mm-hmm. but um, that's what you, that's what you do. You and build from the top down to the ground up. And that's what we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to do now. And mm-hmm. that's a great way to look at it is put my investment in those leaders. Yeah, it's time. To bring in more, which I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. You've invested in them, you've poured into them, and now it's time to pass the baton mm-hmm. and let go. And also remember that they're, they're, you're 100% may be their 60%. Yep. But they're, if, they're, if they are committed to growth, it's going to become 100% one day. Maybe more than that. And your goal <laughs> is to work yourself out of a job. Mm-hmm. That's when you get to travel, what Brandon said, travel more, do less, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, and if they continue, if your leaders continue to have the attitude, let me work myself out of a job, that means promotion. Selfishness will say, I can't tell them what I do, then, I, then I'm going to become expendable. Yeah. And that could be replaced they, I with I want to hold on to all right. this so nobody knows. Control. Yeah. But if you, if you will pull them up and tell, te- teach them everything you know, you've just promoted yourself. Mm-hmm. So, again, it goes back to I'm going to invest some in people because that's the right thing to do. When I seek first the way God does things, whether I believe in God or not, it's a fact of the universe. It's a law of the universe. Just like what comes up must come down. Right. You know, they call it karma. What you sow, you reap. That's Bible. Mm-hmm. You're, whatever you do, you're gonna, it's going to come back to you eventually. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. Letting go of control. I'm going to produce these believers. I'm going to, I mean, uh, leaders and teach them everything I know, work myself out of a job. Why? Because I'm investing in people because mm-hmm. it's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. That's, you That's know. that let go to grow yeah. and all so the other statements. It just works. I don't know why it works, but it works. It's hard. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Letting go of control. And I think as women, you know, I love this whole movement of women empower women. Because Mm -hmm. for the longest time, what you and I grew up in was women are catty. And they just, you can't be powerful. You can't be better than me or that means you're going to be promoted before me. You know, that's, that's done. Mm-hmm. Even the world's like, we're done with that. Let's have authenticity. We want a leader that is real. You know, um, Craig Rochelle says people would rather have a leader that's real than one that's always right. Mm-hmm. I'm the first to say, oh my gosh, I screwed that up. Right. We did that wrong. So let's recorrect. You know, people want that. They don't want this Pinterest perfect world all the time. We're done with that, mm-hmm. you know? And so being able to be to train leaders to, to, and just pull them up and replicate what you're doing. I mean, and simply because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then your bottom dollar, everything increases, everything improves, you know, Mm -hmm. it's so funny when I realized that it worked in my marriage, like it was a game changer because what's happening is by me putting the needs of my husband first, I don't want to do that. I'm a powerful woman. Mm -hmm. I don't want to submit. I told, in fact, I told, I told my husband, he's a pastor, you need to take that out of the vows when you're, when you're giving it to people. Because <laughs> it sounds so old school. Mm-hmm. But when you actually read the word submit in the Greek and like break it down to the way that Jesus intended for it to be, it's 
cooperate, which means co-operate your house. Wow. Get along. Put each other, put the needs of the other person first. Why? Because Jesus loved me first. Mm-hmm. Um, one of your employees said it. Um, why do I always have to go first? I'm the leader. Why do I always have to be first? Today, I just don't want to be first. And because what, who, what, who's given great, much is required, right? Yeah. So when you're entrusted, when you're, so think about it in, in reality ways, if you're the leader of this great company, more, you're entrusted with more. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Everything rises and falls on your decisions. That's a lot to think about. But when you think of, in the, but when you think it, when you think in a different way of, I just want to invest in people and let love lead my life, then I'm just going to be first because I'm entrusted to be first. Mm -hmm. What an honor Mm -hmm. that I'm entrusted to be first. I'm the bigger person. I'm going to be first. So it changes the whole, your whole mindset changes in. And it's not about, I'm tired of being first. You, you say you're, you're wrong. But mm-hmm. even Heather, even being first is not saying that I was completely wrong. Cause sometimes I am right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just saying that I'm going to concede and listen to what you're saying because in your heart, I think we're missing the whole point here. You know, when you're having, an interaction with someone, and whether it's an employee, your husband, whoever, your child, there's, I don't think anyone's intentions or heart is bad. I really don't. I think for the most part, people are good, inherently mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. It's just that we're not listening mm-hmm. and I already have an opinion formed and I want it done my way, especially if I, if I own the company or I'm the boss, like you're going to do it my way. Cause I said, that's our instinct instead of, you know what, there's a deeper issue here and I'm going to engage with you for a minute. Mm-hmm. That word engage means I'm going to go deeper into your heart. That's so and good. I'm going to walk through it with you. You know, um, John Maxwell did say this in, in change your world. He said, um, the difference between a friend and a psychologist or a, a therapist. Okay. A therapist will tell you what to do to make your life better, but a friend will tell you what to do and walk through it with you. Oh, and I believe, so I believe that's how we are as leaders. A servant leader will not just tell you what to do. They will tell you how to do it mm. and they'll walk through it with you. And why? Because I'm going to invest in others. There's no other reason. My goal is not profit. My goal is people. Mm-hmm. I have one thing that I wanted to make sure we got on okay. this podcast. I wanted to get it in the uh, training, but I didn't. Explain scars versus wounds and how that um, impacts leading with love. We all go through hard times. Mm-hmm. I call them green lights and red lights. We have seasons in our life where, man, it's great. It's green light. Man, our business is doing good. Our marriage is on top. Our kids are acting right. Everything is going great. And then there's seasons of red lights. Where if you notice, red lights always come together. There's never, oh, it's just one red light. Now I've got all these greens. It's like on days you either have all red or all green, right? <laughs> you never I red mean, light. people yeah. and people will have coined this phrase, when it rains, it pours, you know, like it's mm-hmm. not just it's one after the other. We've all said that. Comes in threes. Right. <laughs> yeah. It because we get hit all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you have to recognize those red light seasons and don't let it define you, number one. But um Red light seasons come with um, wounds. We're wounded. We will take it from all different directions. Sometimes we brought it on ourselves. Sometimes we didn't. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. The source of it does not matter. Well, it matters so you change and don't do it again. But you know what I mean. It's right. like and we're going to be wounded. All of us are. So when the difference between a scar and an open wound, number one is our choice. 
So scarring tells a story and it tells a tragedy that happened in your life. There's a scar. You were hurt bad because most wounds will heal and you won't see anything. Mm-hmm. But when a when you see a scar on someone, that was a deep wound. It hurt. It cut. It was painful. Mm-hmm. And and those those wound, those kind of wounds, those deep hurted wounds will turn into a scar if you'll let it heal properly. And then that scar turns into a story. It's not embarrassing. It's like, have you ever seen someone with a scar? You're like, how'd you get that? You know, there's a story behind it. You're like, oh, let me tell you. I got like a hundred of them on me. Yeah. (laughs) And so, but if you don't let it heal properly, what happens is, and we all know people who have open wounds because you'll go to ask about it and it's untouchable. Mm. Oh, we don't go there. And like even people around those type of people will protect them and say, do not ask them about this. Mm. That's untouchable. You know, so it's these moments where if, cause if you think about an open wound, think about a physical open wound in someone's arm or wherever, if you go to touch it, I mean, they will explode. Like, don't touch that. Don't touch that. Right. 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 Like, Oh, that's a, you know, and it's like, Oh, what'd I do? Like, calm down. You know, that's what we're thinking, but you don't realize that that's what you look like when you have an open wound and you mm-hmm. haven't taken care of it. And open wounds only happen when you have covered them up don't let anyone touch it you've almost built a wall like a fence around it like it's an offended type spirit you know Mm -hmm. and um open wounds help no one Mm -hmm. but if we can allow our pain to push someone else further and teach them how hey i walked through this i really can help you Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing worse than when you're going through something and someone's like i know how you feel you're like no you don't no you (laughs) You have no clue okay but if someone really does you, you are attracted to that person. How did you deal with this? Mm-hmm. This is the most painful time of my life. How did you overcome? Mm-hmm. And, and then you begin to walk through them with that, and you're turning your pain into a story, and then your story is helping someone else. Again, you're seeking first God's kingdom, which is people. Mm-hmm. And when you're pushing people forward, you're pushing yourself forward by default. That's not why we do it. That's not our motivation. But he says all these things are added. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take care of everything, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. In fact, Heather, he says this. Sorry, I'm going to go Bible again. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. passionate about you are a, the a, word. You are a pastor. So yeah, we're I'm, gonna a pastor. I'm, not gonna, I'm, I'm a business <laughs> woman too, but I'm yeah. also a pastor. But he says that work hard to enter the kingdom because many are called, but few make it. Mm-hmm. Well, I used to look at that like, oh, it's hard to get into heaven. You know what I mean? <laughs> it has nothing to do with that has nothing to do with heaven. You're, in fact, we're going to be shocked by all the people that are in heaven if we think that it's based on behavior because right? of God's grace. I believe yeah. a lot more people are going to be in heaven than you think are. But when we look at it as God's way of doing things, his system, loving people, putting people, bes- the needs of others above my own, it's hard to get there. Mm-hmm. You have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You really have to wake up every morning and say, today I choose joy. Today, I'm going to have the opportunity to love someone that's unlovable. And today, I'm going to put the needs of others above myself. That's hard to be intentional about that. Mm-hmm. But that's leading with love. That's letting love lead in your life. So good. And by default, it pushes you up and elevates you. Mm-hmm. And think about people in your company. Who do you want to promote? Those that are leading in love. Yep. Yep. So, And we'll take a person with a loving heart and leading mm-hmm. with love, you know. Because you can teach making them. Making sta- mistakes along you the can, way. Because you can teach anyone to make a profit. 
Yep. You can't teach love. Mm-mm. It only comes through self desire for me to be self-aware and for me to grow. So I tell myself that every day. I have not arrived, nor will I ever, because the more I consume, the more I crave. Mm. So the more I, I grow, the more I need growth. Right. And I've accepted that. That's okay. And the second thing is, is self-awareness. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have those blind spots. How embarrassing to have a blind spot mm-hmm. about yourself, you know, that everybody knows about you, but you refuse to believe it. Well, and that self-awareness is, is allowing other people to, you know, speak into you. Yes. Right? So Receiving feedback. <laughs> well, and that's one of ours, like, um, own your mess and mm-hmm. allow others to own theirs. It, mm-hmm. There's two parts to that one. Um, it's just long to put on a, you know, mm-hmm. on, a, on a thing. But allowing others to own theirs is sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, leading with love and talking to them about those blind yeah. spots and those – Love isn't um, just being nice and friendly and, and it's having hard conversations. It really is. Right? Like leading with love is having those really tough, hard conversations that yeah. aren't comfortable. Well, as a leader to say, hey, you made a mess, but I'm going to figure this out with you. Yeah. What did we learn from it? Mm-hmm. You know, what did you, what did you see? What do you think about this mess? Mm-hmm. Here's what I see. Mm-hmm. And here's what I'm hearing from you. Now, what can I do to help you? Let's clean it up together. You know what I mean? That's hard to have, especially if you have someone who's not self-aware and they're very defensive. That's the hardest for me because I am mm-hmm. I love people so much that when they don't see it and they become very defensive, that's hard. I, like, I feel like I hit a brick wall. Mm-hmm. But I know that I, I just have to love them through it, you know? Mm-hmm. Love covers a big mess. That's it in the Bible too. Love covers a multitude of sin, you know, so I can just, I'm just going to love you in this situation until you see it. I mean, you know, we have a choice to be self-aware. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, definitely being able to, to give feedback in a loving way. That's hard. It is hard yeah. in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, so each quarter, every person picks, you know, what their core values going to mm-hmm. be. And, and sometimes it's, pursuing discomfort but it's because they have a hard time with hard conversations Mm -hmm. you know so one of the tactical things that I did was when I recognized I was avoiding a conversation that's me right I avoid confrontation um I mean in every every human being I think does avoid confrontation especially if you love people because it's hard I'm a peacemaker right I want everybody to be I want everybody to love me everybody be at peace yeah Yeah. so I'll hold Mm -hmm. on to that to be clear is to be kind and you can say it in a loving way right Um, but I made myself a promise that if I still felt this way, I would always sleep on it because Mm -hmm. sometimes it's reaction rather than, you know, um, but I would always sleep on it. But if it was still something Mm -hmm. I felt needed to be addressed, Mm -hmm. I promised myself I would address it within 24 hours. That's good. And it forced me to have really hard conversations, um, Mm -hmm. that I would have just avoided Right. And then brushed under the rug and then forgot about, not forgot about, but pushed, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, well, if I just leave this alone, it'll go away. Right. You know, um, that's not growing people. Mm-hmm. That's not leading. That's not right. a servant leader. Mm-hmm. You know, it is sometimes those tough conversations. And then as you get more comfortable, if you challenge yourself yeah. there, those in the moment coaching mm-hmm. conversations become much more natural and much, much easier. Yeah. And, you know, your team and, 
everybody kind of expects right. them, but you don't have to do it in such a harsh way. Are mm-hmm. eights coming out of us? Because I'm seven wing eight, and I struggle mm-hmm. the most with that. But mm-hmm. I've also learned in, in our um, church, which is also an organization, I mean, it's run a lot like a business. People yep. get offended by that, but it is. It is, yeah. Um, you're, we're in the people business, you know. And um, we've tried to promote a culture of feedback so that good and bad, it's, they're used to it all the time. Yep. So it's not always when I'm going when they're when I'm being pulled into the pastor's office something something happened I did something wrong. No, it's a culture of feedback like we're gonna constantly give each other feedback and, and it's it works both ways. As a leader, that's hard for me to say, hey, what can I do to serve you better? Yeah, and and a lot of times that I hear from people under me are the communication. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's that's hard for me. You know, I need to communicate clear expectations what do I expect I'll just expect them in my head to know what I want you know it's so hard yeah especially people like you and I that move really fast yeah. and think people hear like, what we just said get it? And us level two leaders <laughs> <laughs> have no idea what we're doing half the time so, so good funny. well Kelly this was great um this is just a fun conversation. It was fun. I think that, you know, we've said we each energize each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, like I said, have been such an incredible mentor to me. Um, it was uh, recently, I, it was a few years ago at a conference, I mm-hmm. heard you should have a friend, a cheerleader, a mentor, and a coach in your life. And you oh, should have good. all four of those people mm-hmm. in your life because they're all going to serve mm-hmm. differently, you know. So true. In mm-hmm. your life. Um, and although I, you know, view you as a friend mm-hmm. for sure, um, and you are kind of like a cheerleader, um, <laughs> but most importantly, you've been mm-hmm. an incredible mentor and you've really exposed, um, the Bible in a new light and, you know, Christianity mm, in a new an light mm-hmm. and, and church can actually be fun, you know, <laughs> and, um, it's not about, you know, showing up with the perfect, um, the perfect, uh, face on yeah you know that Mm -hmm. um you know it's kind of everybody wants to go to church doesn't want to go to church because they want to get their life right before they go to church Mm -hmm. but that's the same thing as saying i want to lose 10 pounds before i go to the gym yeah right but we all do it but we all do it we all do it and um you guys have just been such an inspiration in that so thank you very very much Mm, such an honor yeah and um I don't know. I just love hanging out with you. I could do this all day, but I'm sure our listeners don't want to listen. I know. Are they like, okay, can y'all wrap it up? (laughs) Wrap it up. We love you and Brandon and, um, y'all are, what you're doing here is just amazing. And we're, it's not, I don't think it's just coincidence that, Mm -hmm. or out of the blue that we named our organizations the same thing. High point. Yeah. You know, we, cause I, I believe that we jointly, wish for the best in people we want them to come into our organization and it want to be the highest point of their life mm-hmm. that we want them to feel cherished and loved and heard and and when again when people believe the best about themselves they go out and change their world absolutely you know so that's so good so now i'm gonna go change my world <laughs> and as well as me so and, uh, it's, it's been fun thank you for having me thank you All right, guys, as always, lead with love, or as Kelly would say, let love lead.